Today's daf is daf Chof Ches, page 28 in Mesechus Tainus, and we are on the very top line at the two dots, continuing on the process which happened for the Mamadais when they got together in the Bate Knesios, in the shuls, when their Kohanim were doing the Avod in the Beis HaMikdash, we said they would get together and they would read specific parts of the Torah on the various days of the week. All right, so what did we learn? We learned the two dots, top line, Parsha Gedola, the longer Parsha of what they read, the longer paragraph, they would split it up and it was, it was split up into two alias. Bishachris ube Musuf ube Mincha Kairin Alpia. All right. Now this was very interesting. What we the the way that we translated it, the Gemara is going to come ahead and explain, is that the longer part of the Kriyasa was split up into two alias. The shorter part was split up into one person. It was at Shachris. It was at Musuf. It was at Mincha that they would come into Shul and then they would read Kriya Satira by heart. The same way they read the Shema. Okay, now this is not so clear what exactly is taking place. So here we go. Says the Gemara, Ibailahu, they asked a question searching for information. Hechi Ka'amar, what does the Mishnah mean to say with this? Bishachris ube Musuf, does it mean that by Shachris and that Musuf? We would read from a Sefer Torah. But by Mincha, we would read it by heart. The same way people know how to recite Shema by heart, we would do that by Mincha, but not from a Sefer Torah. Is that what it means? Or perhaps, This is what the Mishnah wants to teach us. At Shachris, we read from a Sefer Torah. So which one is it? Our question is, we know that in the morning we're going to read it from a Sefer Torah, in the afternoon we're reading it all Balpeh. We don't know where Musaf fits into the picture over here. Is Musaf kicking in with Shachris? Is Musaf moving over to Mincha? So answers the Gemara, Toshma, come and listen. We'll bring an answer from the following Brisa, the Tanya. We learned in a Brisa, by Shachris and Musaf, the Maimed, the Anshe Maimed, we're walking to the show. The Kairin Kadash, Kairin Kalashana, and they would read it in the usual way. Now, how do we usually read the Torah from a Sefer Torah? And you usually go into Shul, we're reading it from a Sefer Torah. Uba Mincha, Yachid Kairis Alpeh, but by Mincha, a Yachid will read it out loud by heart. There's no Elias being called up to the Torah. Amr of Yaisir basically says, What does that mean? What's the, pers- what's the purpose of that? You can have one guy getting up there and by heart. Just start reading uh, with the trup, the, the sukkim of the Torah. He says, no, that's not what happened. Let me explain. Ella, rather, here's what happened. What happened was the same way. When we recite Shema and Shul, it's each man to himself, but everybody says it. But quietly, we're not reading the Shema from a Sefer Torah every morning and evening that we walk into Shul. So too by Mincha of the Maimed. Okay? So, bottom line. What did we just explain? If you go back up to the first line of the Amr, the Mishnah said, the longer paragraph, we read two aliyahs by Shachris, Uba Mosuf, and by Mincha, Kairin al What does that mean? Each individual Yachid is going to say that part of the Kriya Satira to himself. Okay, period. Two dots. 
Gavaldik. We're now about 12 lines from the top of Chavches Amar Aleph. Kol sheyesh boy halal ein boy maimon. Fascinating. We learned in the Mishnah, whenever there's halal recited, we don't have all these extras for the Anshe Maimon. Okay? Now, we said, because once there's halal, we gave a little bit of an explanation that that um, it depends on what the focus is. On Maimed, they're focusing, they're fasting, and halal is a whole different approach. But listen to what the Gemara adds over here. Says the Gemara, why is it that um, I lost the place? I'm sorry. Yeah, why is it that by Neila and Mincha we do that by Neila we do not say the special uh, tfilos and and crying out of the not the crying out but the davening the sincerity of the Maimed but by Maimed and Mincha we leave it. Says the Gemara Halalu Divrei and halalu divrei seiferim, because um, neila is midrabanan. Mincha we know is dairaisa, and it's actually one of the only tefilos that is considered dairaisa, as they say by yetsa yitzchak lasuach basada. So there's a couple of uh, jokes on that. Right, yitzchak went out to david in the field. So one of one yeshiva's joke is, how do you know there's a mitzvah to wear a black hat? Answer is. As it says, Yitzchak went out to David in the afternoon. What? You think Yitzchak went out without a black hat? All right. So that's, 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 one, uh, that's one real yeshivish one. The other one goes like this. Until Yitzchak, it says, when Rivka came to Yitzchak, she fell off her camel. Pesach says she saw Yitzchak and she fell off. Rashi says, what's shot? She fell off. She, she went off. She fell off. She said, you're modest. Okay, but she, What's pshat? Because she was being modest. There's another pshat. Here's the yeshiva shipshat. Why was Yitzchak out in the field? Because he was establishing mincha. Now, Rivka sees a yeshiva bachar, her future chassan, out in the field wearing tefillin. She thinks he's davening shachris in the afternoon. She says, I'm getting a chassan like that. My, my yeshiva bachar chassans with uh, putting on tefillin by mincha, she fell off her camera. Okay, that's the other shit. Fine. Here we go. Right there. Bottom, bottom line is Mincha is Dairaisa, while Neila is Dirabanon. And the Gemara wants to clarify for us that when it comes to the when it comes to the Dairaisa, so we're not going to remove the Maimid by Mincha, but by Neila we will, whenever there's halal. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah. Zman Kahanim Whenever they would bring the wood, that was a special day. And they would do it nine times a year. Tanu Rabban, remember the the wood on the Mizbeach was the fuel. That's what kept everything going. Zok the Gemara, Tanu Rabban, the rabbis learned, and so shall we. Why do you got to tell us the exact dates of when there was a Yemei Simcha for the Kahanim and the people? Amru, they explained, when the Bnei Gaila, the people from Golos, came back to Eretz Yisrael. They didn't find wood in the proper room in the base on Mikdash, in the proper chamber. So the families that we listed in the Mishnah, they, they stood up, they got up to the plate, and they smashed the home run. They said, we're going to take care of it. We're going to sponsor the wood. And therefore, the Neviim amongst them, the prophets among them, made a tanai, made a condition, and they said, 
Afilo lishka melea etzim. Even when the lishka is totally full of wood and we're going full throttle, we will not remember where we come from and the people who stood up. We're going to allow these families who stood up to the plate right now, forever and ever, they're going to have the schus to bring fuel for the Beis HaMikdash, for the Mizbeach, as it says, we, we uh, drew lots for the Geirel Al Korbana Eitzim, for those who bring close the wood offering, for the Kahanim Leviim and Klal Yisrael, to bring to the house of Hashem, the base of Eisenu, or the house of our fathers, at the proper times, prepared, year after year, in order to burn these, this wood on the Mizbeach Hashem, as it is written in your Torah. What a beautiful limud. Okay? Beautiful limud, which is, even if you become big, and you start mass producing, you got a whole production going on, you start a business, and now, psh, never forget the people that were there when you were in such a hatchet. You always need to make sure, this is very important, because very often, and I just find this in my limited experience, organizationally, very often you could find where, as something establishes, and as something grows, Things that we had originally can actually turn into a little bit of a hindrance and hinders our growth. And it's very important to have the right shikol hadas, which we need das taira for, but have the right balance to know how to always keep an element of akara satayv for what got you to where you need to be right now, and at the same time, not chas v'shalom hurting any future success. This is a very, this is a, a very important message that the Gemara is is letting us know as Yidin. The way a Yid lives is the people were there originally. Give them the opportunity to keep their keep their uh, positions, keep their keep their jobs. They're, a, they're the ones who are zayif. Okay. Period. Two dots. We're now right before the wide lines on Chavches and Aleph. Gemara quotes the Mishnah: the Imahim Kaihanim Belevim Bechalmi Bechulum along with um, the delivery of the wood were the Kahanim and the Leviim and anybody else, I'm sorry, along with this family who would deliver wood were those who didn't know which particular family they came from. Tanur Rabbonon, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Who were these these stealers of the leaves? And And those who would cut figs. Who were these families that were there along with the mishpachas that brought the wood? Amru, they explained, Pamachas, one time, listen to this story. Gozra Hamachos Gzeira Yisrael, there was a Gzeira against Ka Yisrael. You're not allowed to bring wood onto the Marocha to create the pile. You hear this? Fascinating. We know Hanukkah, no Shabbos, no Rosh Chaydesh, no Brismila. There was once where there was a decree. You know what they stopped? No wood. No wood on the Mizbeach. We'll see why soon. And you also can't bring Bikurim. Like, this is what they're nervous about. No wood on the Mizbeach, no Bikurim. And they put soldiers, guardsmen, at all the crossroads 
to make sure nobody messed with this decree. This was serious stuff. We're putting everybody into lockdown when it comes to wood and bikurim. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a bikurim testing from Moderna because they were Moderna guys. What did the people do? They brought backs of the. Uh, I'm sorry, I skipped. To make sure Kaiso would be other What did the righteous people do? They brought baskets of and they covered them with dried figs and they took these leaves and and um uh they took these leaves on their shoulders. The Kivan and when they came to these these uh, soldiers, these guardsmen, they said, Where do you think you're going? Yeah, where are you headed, buddy? Imrim Lahem, and a tzaddikim would say, <laughs> You know where we're going? We are round-pressed fig cake freaks. We love round-pressed fig cakes. And we're all going. One guy goes along, he says, where are you going? I'm going to make round-pressed fig cakes. Where are you going? I'm going to make round-pressed fig cakes. Where are you going? Going Everybody's saying the same thing. Kivon um and with the Elam that are our shoulders, and once they got past these guardsmen, they would rearrange everything and be able to bring the baskets along with the fruits to Yerushalayim. Okay? Now, why do you think there was a Gezeira against the wood and against Bikurim? It's fascinating. Why are they choosing these two things to make Xerah? And as we learned in the Mishnah, the day that the wood was brought, those were Yom Simchaschem. Those were days of happiness. And they wanted to stop the Simcha from Klal Yisrael. They knew that even if Yidin do mitzvahs, Bikurim as well, it was a Yom Simcha. Let the Yidin do mitzvahs. But we're going to stop any mitzvahs that bring to simcha of one's particular simcha in one's relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what we need to get rid of. And that's what we're trying to stop. No more holidays, no more dancing, no more parties. we got to remove the simcha from Klai Yisrael. You're all going to be a bunch of Kalta Litvaks. No, Chas V'Shalom. Yeah? We could be, but people who do, but they're not misameach about it. That's what they were out to do. Tana, we learned the Rebraiza. Hein, hein, b'nei salmai ha-ne-taivsi. A similar thing was done with salmai of nataivsi. What does that mean? Tana, Rabbanon. The rabbis learned, and so should we. Ma, hein, b'nei salmai ha-ne-taivsi. What was this? What was this mishpacha of salmai of nataivsi? Amru, they said, pamachas gazar machas gerah al-yusrael. There was a decree against Kali Soshal Yaviyu. Eitzim l'marach of Aishivu prozdas al-drachim. Same thing. They said, no more wood. When he tried stopping Kalis off in Gaila Regal. What did the Tzadikim of that generation do? They took pieces of wood and they turned them into wooden sulamites. You hear this? Brilliant. They turned it into wooden ladders. And they walked around like they were handymen. And they would start walking. They came to the guardsmen. Where are you going with that wooden ladder? 
uh, we're, we're going, you know, that we have these, uh, these chicken coops, these bird coops, these dove coops that uh, are high up, and we need to be able to reach our, our birds. They took it apart, they took apart the wood, and they went up to Yerushalayim with it. So chashuv. And on these people, and people like them in our days, it says, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. Yedis? Why Zecher Tzadik Levracha? It's important to know that if somebody tries to stop us from doing the Ratzon Hashem, that's not the time to lay down and get beaten up. If there's, an, if there's a mitzvah to do, if there's a Vaidas Hashem to do, sometimes you got to use your Yiddish cup. Abyssal finesse. You got to use a little finesse and figure out a way that a Yid's going to... I, it's against the law. I, we're not saying you should always break the law. But if there was a law that no Jews are allowed into the United States of America during the Holocaust and somebody breaks the law and smuggles somebody in and therefore they don't get killed, that person's a tzaddik. No Shiloh. I, what you did was illegal. Meshugana. That's not what the purpose of law is for. Right? There's a time where when it comes to doing the, when it comes to saving mitzvahs, when it comes to saving lives, you, know, you got to do what you got to do. You can't just sit there. Such a person, somebody who causes global sin, like your oven Benavat and his friends, his cronies, it says, Vishem Risham Yirkov, the name of the wicked Yirkov will rot. Period. Okay, Kabbalah. Next piece of Gemara. The Mishnah said, on the 20th day of Av, it was a party because the following family brought the wood. It was the family of Pachas Mayav, the son from Sheba Yehuda. This is David Amalek's family. This is Ben Siruya. Okay, this was Yayav ben Suriya, who was from David Amalek's family, but he, from like a, it was like a great, great, great aunt of David Amalek. So the Machlaik, they're both agreeing that it was within a similar mishpacha, okay, that it was descendant of Rus. Rashi explains, but the Shiloh was, did it come through the family of Truya, which was Yayav's mother, or did it come, or was it the family of David Amalek? Ben Yehuda Vchulu, the day of Elul, the the one the family that brought the wood was Adin from Shevet Yehuda. Turn around, one of the rabbis learned, and that's why they are rabbis. Bnei Adin Ben Yehuda, Hain Hain Bnei David Ben Yehuda. All right, this brayzer says that Adin Ben Yehuda is the family of David Ben Yehuda. So this cannot be Rav Meir because Rav Meir said that that was the family of Pachas Mayav. So who's this? This is Divi Rav Yehuda. This is the Fina Rav Yehuda. Okay, Rabbi Yaisi Aimer. Rabbi Yaisi says, Hain Hain B'nai Yayav Ben Suriyah. Okay? Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Yaisi says, This is the family of Yayav Ben Suriyah. Gavaldik. Okay. Now, according to him, it's going to come out that they're bringing twice. Because remember, Rabbi Yaisi previously also said that Adin Ben Yehuda, I'm sorry, that Pachas um, Mayav Ben Yehuda was Yayav Ben Suriyah. And he's saying the same thing over here. Okay. So according to him, it's going to come out. According to Rabbi Yaisi, it's going to come out that there was one family that Taka donated automatically twice a year. They were Zaycha 
to bring the wood. But just keep in mind the overall picture. The, the zchus, people fought over kaviyachol. They fought over the zchus. What could I do to have a chelak in the Beis HaMikdash? It was such a covet. It was such an honor to be the ones who were there to support Tyre, to support HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't even need it. The Aram was nice, as nice of. The Tyre is going to continue no matter what. But what a schus it is to just be part of, uh, to just ha- have a chilek in, in this Kedusha, like, we've, like we found, uh, just to, to reiterate and focus and get a little deeper on this. Last week, remember we spoke about Dr. Abba, who refused to take any money from a Talmud Chacham who came to visit him, who came for a medical procedure. It doesn't say a poor Talmud Chacham. Any Talmud Chacham. He wouldn't take money. Why? Not because it's tzedakah. Because he wanted, he, he, he understood what Torah was to a person, what Torah is in a person's life. He said, if that guy's a Talmud Chacham, I can't let him pay. I need a chilek. I need to have some sort of partnership. Some relate. The guy could be a multimillionaire, but I need a part of what he's, what he's connected to. I need a chilek of that MS. And that's what we're seeing here. People would mamish. They, 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 people would, they, they were yearning, yearning and yearning and yearning to be the ones to give the wood to the Beis HaMikdash. What is chus? Weiter in the Mishnah. On Reish Chodesh Tebes, who was the Mishpacha of Parash of Shevet Yehuda. Mani Masnison, who is the Tana of this part of the Mishnah, Lei Reb Meir, Lei Reb Yaisi, Lei Reb Yehuda, Lei Reb Yaisi. Why not? If it's a opinion of Meir, Lesni Shavu Bnei David Ben Yehuda Shnia. It should have said, it should have mentioned specifically that they're coming back a second time. Okay? It's going to come out that they did twice. Now, the problem is that the Mishnah says that Parash gave twice. According to Reb Meir, not only did Parash give twice, but also the family of David HaMelech. Why doesn't it say that? And we could ask the same thing on Reb Yehuda and Reb Yaisi. E Reb Yehuda, and it was Reb Yehuda, ben David ben Yehuda It should have also mentioned that um, Shavu ben Yehuda, uh, uh, Shavu, uh, sh- sorry, Shavu ben David ben Yehuda. It should have said that David family, the son of Yehuda, gave uh, also were the ones who brought twice for the same reason we gave earlier. He's referred to two different names, but it's the same mishbacha. And he Rabbi Yaisi, Lesli Shavu Ben Yaya Ben According to him, Yaya Ben Surya is bringing twice. So why does the Mishnah only state that Parash is bringing twice? Either way, ask the Gemara. The Mishnah says specifically, one family brought twice, Parash. According to Rav Meir, there's a different family that brings twice. According to Rabbi a different family. According to Rabbi Yaisi, different family. So it's not any of them. So who's the Tana? Says the Gemara, Laylam Rabbi Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi could fit with the Mishnah. How so? There's two Tanayim who are arguing in Rabbi Yaisi's opinion as to whether Taka was the family of Yaya ben Surya or Beis David. Period. Gvaldi. Okay. Bottom line. On Reish Chaydesh Teves. What did they do? They canceled all Ma'amodes. Seder. Why did they cancel Ma'amodes? What does that mean? The Kahanam are still working the base of Mikdash on Rish Chaydesh. Their Yisraelim counterparts are gathering in the base of Knesset. On Rish Chaydesh Teves, there was nothing, there was no uh, official Ma'amodes get together. You know why? Because anyway, you have Halal of Rish Chaydesh, 
You have Musuf of Rish Chaydash, and you have the bring of the wood. Omar Lay Markeshisha, Braid Rav Chisla Rav Ashi, Markeshisha, the son of Rav Chisla says to Rav Ashi, top of Chofchesa Madus. Maishna Halal de Dochi Didei, Umaishna Musuf de Loi Dochi Didei. Why is it that whenever we recite Halal, there's no Maimid? However, when it comes, whenever there's Musuf, there still could be a Maimid. Just because there's Musuf, we don't get rid of the Maimid. Well, if Musaf doesn't remove the Maimid, how much more so is it that it shouldn't have it shouldn't it shouldn't have a loss of Maimid from Musaf? Rav Ashi is answering with a kash with a shayla. You're asking me a question once you're removing it from Halo. Should it remove it from Musaf? Says Rav Ashi, why? We don't, we don't remove it when it comes to Mincha. He's asking a, a question back. Just because there's a tefillah is not a reason to remove a Maimid, you see, from Mincha. No, this is my question. My question is that the, whenever there is a Musuf, it should remove the Maimid of Musuf itself. I want to know why it's telling us not to have a Maimid the whole day. Granted, we're not going to have Maimid by the Zman Musaf. But by other ones, keep by the other tefillahs, such as Mincha, keep the Maimid. That's my question. Omar Lei, Ika Reb Yaisi Dekai Kavazach. Reb Yaisi does agree with your approach. Ketanya, because we learned in a Braisa, Reb Yaisi Aymer, Kol Yaim Sheyesh by Musaf, Yesh by Maimid. And this was Reb Yaisi's svara. The reason why Reb Yaisi is saying, whenever there's a Musaf, there's going to be a Maimid, it's because of your svara. That if Mincha doesn't cancel it, Musaf shouldn't either. Says the Gemara, Maimid Demai. Which Maimid was Rabbi Yaisi talking about when he says, Kol Yom Sheyesh by Musaf Yesh by Maimid? Which Maimid? Either Maimid the Shachris, he was talking about the gathering together and the special philos and of, uh, of Shachris. Hatanakama Nami Hachikomar, the Tanakama agreed with this. So what's it? There's no added Chiddush. El Maimid the Musaf. It must be that Rebbeisi says whenever there's Musaf, there's Maimid is referring to Musaf itself. But one second. The Musaf doesn't knock off its own Maimid. So that can't be. The Mincha must be. It's cutting off the Mincha. Carbon Eitzim Dachi. But there's Carbon Eitzim. So that knocks off the Maimid of Mincha. So which Tfilah are we referring to? Rather it must be. The Neila. It's referring to Neila. Okay? That there's no Maimid of Neila whenever there is a Carbon Musaf. You see from here. Tidei Dachi. That the whenever there's a carbon musuf, that's going to remove the maimed of musuf, the labdi de loidachi, but it's not going to remove a maimed of mincha or any other tefillah. Shmami na. Now we taka have a proof. We have a good raya. Says the Gemara. One second. We learned that because of halal, reish chaydesh, and the wood. We don't have a Maimid on Rishchidesh Teves. Belisni nami be'echar benis no have a Maimid. Why are we just saying on Rishchidesh Teves is no Maimadis? We should also say on Rishchidesh Nisam is no Maimadis. Bebnei sheish by halal, v'karbon mos, v'karbon eitzim. We have the same thing on, on Rishchidesh Nisam. So why are we listing specifically Rishchidesh Teves? You look back in the Mishnah. The Mishnah, the beginning of our parak, told us that on Rishchidesh Nisam, which we know 
Midar rice is going to have a carbon musaf. You have halal, as we're going to get into that a little bit, the halal of Rish Chaydesh. And we learned that the, the Arach family brought wood. So you have the same issue as Tebe. So why don't we say there's no Mamodis on that day? Omar Rava, Rava answers, Zoto Meret, we learn from here, Halela de Bereshi Archa, Lav Da'iraisa. Listen to this. You learn from here that a Reish Dika Halal is not a biblical obligation. It is a minhug. It's a minhug. Okay? Now, we have an immediate question. Because Reish Chaydash Tebes, keep in mind, is during Hanukkah. But it's Reish Chaydash, right? Kislev Tebes. Reish Chaydash Tebes, we have Halal. Reish Chaydash Nisan, we have Halal. But there's no Maimed on Tebes, there is a Maimed on Nisan. That was our question. Gemara says, oh, you know what the answer is? Says, Rabbah, Halal of Rish Chaydesh is not that rice. Now, this needs explanation, because either way, Rish Chaydesh Tebes, Rish Chaydesh Nisan are both Daraisa. So where do I see anything about Halal being Daraisa? We should be a little lost. But let, Rav explains, listen to this, this is going to blow your mind. Listen to this, beautiful. Rabbi Yechanan says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehitzadah. Listen to this. Shmaina Asar Yaim Bashona. There's 18 days throughout the calendar year. Yachid Gaimer Behemes Halal. That we have a complete halal. The Eluhain. And these are the days when we say a complete halal. Right? You ever notice sometimes in the sitter it says the whole halal, and then it says in the sitter in the arts scroll, right? It says skip the third and fifth paragraph. Or in shul they announce no skipping. And then Tad Rush starts to skip around the shul. That's his, uh, that's his uh, little no skipping thing going. Right? So on, eight, on uh, 18 days, we have a complete halal. There's no skipping. Ve'iluhein. What are the 18 days? Eight days of sukkahs. Now remember, keep in mind that in halacha... Sometimes we call Shmini Atzeres a chilek of sukkah. Sometimes we don't, right? But over here we're considering Shmini Atzeres to be one of the eight days of sukkah. So you have eight days of sukkah, complete all. Ushmainas yimei Hanukkah. And the eight days of Hanukkah. The Yom Tov Rishon Shal Pesach, the first day of Pesach. The Yom Tov Rishon Shal Atzeres. And one day Midai Raisa of sukkah. Okay. Uh, and in Golos, where we have two day Yom Tov, we're going to have 21 days. You're going to have nine days of Sukkot, because you also have an extra day for Simchas Taira. We also have eight days of Hanukkah. So nine plus two plus eight. Okay, beautiful. So you have nine plus eight plus two plus two. What do you have? 21 days. Now, Rav Ikla the Babel, Rav um, came to Babel. Chazinu deka karu halayla b'reish He saw that people were saying halal on Rish Chaydesh. Safar la'afsukinu. And he wanted to stop them. And he said, listen, you see from the last b'risa, when are the 18 days of halal? Pesach. Sukkis, 
Chanukah, Shavuos. Rosh Chodesh? Was Rosh Chodesh on that list? No. He says, what are you guys saying how on Chanukah for? On, on Rosh Chodesh for? Kivon the Chazot de Komedal Gei But once he saw on Rosh Chodesh, they skipped the third and fifth paragraph. They skipped those parts of Tehillim. Omar, he said, okay? The reason why we recite um, Halal on Rosh Chodesh is because of Minug. It's a Minug that we say it, and whenever it's a Minug, we skip the third and fifth paragraph. Tana, we learned in Ebrisa, Yachid la Yaschil vim Hischil v'gaymer. A yachid doesn't start, uh, does, uh, does not start halal on Reish Chaydash, but if he did start, then Gaimer, he's obligated to finish. Period. Now, I want, to, I want to mention something, and this is what's going to blow your mind. Ready? Isn't it interesting? Reish Chaydash is a biblical mitzvah. First mitzvah we got is Kal Yisrael. Do we say halal on Reish Chaydash? No. Not Midaraisa, but we have a minute. We have a minute. Hanukkah. Is Hanukkah Dairaisa? Of course not. It didn't exist. When the Torah was given, there was no Hanukkah. Good. Clear? What's the Pshat? Why in the list of 18 days that we say a complete hollow, you have Sukkis Dairaisa, Shmini Atzeres Dairaisa, Pesach Dairaisa, Sukkis da'iraisa. Chanukah your gaimer Also da'iraisa. Can halal on Chanukah be da'iraisa? See, here's what's beauty. And this is a great trivia question. What's the one mitzvah on Chanukah which is biblical? The answer is halal on Chanukah. You know why? Because in the Torah, it lets us know that on a day where particular type of miracles happen, there's a chi of da'iraisa to recite halal. So even though uh, Hanukkah itself, the whole thing is dirabonon, but the halal on Hanukkah is a biblical obligation to recite halal on such a day. Whenever you have a zah miracle, the reason why we don't have it on Purim is because we have the Megillah. That takes the place of halal. As the Gemara Megillah, Bezat Hashem coming up, it's fine to us, right? But... The mitzvah of Halal on Hanukkah, you see from this b'risa, is mamish da'iraisa. Why? Because in the Torah it says, whenever such thing like this happens, you say, Halal, beautiful, very gishma. All right. Two dots. Hey, Dvarim, Yeroz, Aviseno, B'Shivas, B'Tamaz, V'chulot. There were five unfortunate events that took place on Shivas, B'Tamaz, to call Yisrael, and we gave a list. Zazah, Zedek, Amar, Nishtabu, Aluch, Ismanola. Hey, no, the Lucas were broken on Shivas Batamas. The Hanabu Enterprise, Bashisha, La Chaydash, Nitnu, Aseres, Dibras, the Israel. On the sixth day of Sivan, Kaiso were given the Aseres, Hadibras, Rabbi Aimer, Bishivavai. Rabbi says it was given to us on the seventh day of Sivan. Mandamar, Bashisha, Nitnu, the Mandamar who says that we got the Aseres, Dibras on the sixth day, Bashisha, Nitnu. What happened was on the sixth day we got the Aseres, Hadibras, Ubishiva, Alumaisha. And on the seventh day, he went up to get the Lucas. So, Hashem spoke to us and gave us the Aseris and, and mentioned the Aseris and Debris, but the actual tablets, the Luchais themselves, 
were gotten when Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Har Sinai to Shemayim. Man Amr B'Shiva, but the Man Amr, the opinion of who says that the, that the Aseris had difference given to us on the seventh day of Sivan, he says that everything happened the same day. B'Shiva Nitnu u'B'Shiva Alo Moshe. Both Aseris Dibris and uh, both Aseris had Dibris and uh, were given, and on that same day, Moshe Rabbeinu went up the Chsiv by Yikra El Moshe B'Yemashri. The Kaddish Baruch called out to Moshe on the seventh day. Now, so the Luchais were given either on the sixth day. I'm sorry, the Aser Zerbers were given either on the sixth day, and Maisha got the Luchais on the seventh, or they were given on the seventh, and Maisha got the Luchais on the seventh. Now, how do you see the Luchais were broken on Shiva Asar? How do we know Luchais were broken on the 17th? So here we go. The Gemara is not going to do the math for us. Uksiv. The Pasuk also explains. Maisha went up in a cloud and he went up on the mountain. Maisha went up on the seventh day of Sivan. Everybody agrees. He went up on the seventh day of Sivan. Machlekes says when the Sarasibas were told to us. Everybody he went up on the seventh day of Sivan. And he's up for 40 days. So, Esim Barbad the Sivan. 40 days. Do the math. He's going on the seventh day of Sivan. 40 days after the seventh day of Sivan is going to be the 17th day of Tammuz. Esim Barbad the Sivan. The last 24 days of Sivan, the shits are the Tammuz. And then the first 16 days of Sabbath, Malam Arbon. Now you have 40 total days, and it comes down when it comes out. When Maishrena comes down, the ships are betamos. On the seventh day, he comes down after the 40 days. He, he, uh, he saw the Chet Egel, he broke the Luchais. Maish is now coming close to the camp. He saw the golden calf. He threw the luchas from his hands. And he broke the luchas under the place where they broke were under the mountain. So hence, it was it was went up to be gotten on the seventh day of Sivan. It came Meishbino came down the seventeenth day of Tamas, and that's when the luchas were broken. There's a there's, there's a lot to say on this story. Obviously, just to share a short word from Rav Pam. Rav Pam asked a fascinating question that when when Moshe Rabbeinu comes down from our Sinai, so the Medrash tells us that Aaron tried to stop him. He tried holding his hands. And what did he tell Moshe Rabbeinu? He said, Moshe, don't break it. And Moshe Rabbeinu didn't listen to him. And he forced his way down. He forced the Lucas to the ground. They broke. As Baruch says, says Rabbam, Aaron's correct. What was Aaron telling Moshe Rabbeinu? Don't break the luchas. You know why? Maybe Kali Yisrael sinning with the Chet Egel because they never had the Torah yet. But give them the Torah and they'll do tshuva. Don't break the very thing that can help them come closer to the Rabbi Yishalai. Give them the luchas. Give them the Torah Shabbat And that'll help them do tshuva. Don't break it. But Zokt Maishar Abenu, who was right, Says Rafam, he was right. What was Moshe's response? The Torah doesn't work when you're busy serving Avaidazara. If your roots are rotten, if the seed that we plant inside of ourselves, if we're not proper Kalim to receive the rain of Torah, then we're just going to grow poison. And Moshe Rabbeinu's response to Aaron is, of course, coming close to the Torah and Limudah Torah and all those things bring us close to Rabbeinu Shalalim.
However, it only works if we're proper kalim for it. And if Klai is serving the Chet Ega, if they're serving a calf, then no, this Torah not only will not be helpful, it's going to be detrimental. And Moshe Rabbeinu threw it to the ground and broke it. And Akadosh Baruch Hu says, Moshe Rabbeinu was right. Beautiful message, the importance of making sure that we are proper kalim, we are proper vessels to be able to, to keep all the Torah that we have, to sink it in, to help us come closer and closer. Okay, Gavaldik. Next part of the Mishnah, Batla Tamid. The day the Tamid was stopped, also, that was the Shabbasar Batamas. Says the Gemara, Gemara. That's a Messiah that we have. Nothing else needs to be said. Okay. We said that the walls of Yerushalayim were, were breached, were broken on the 17th day of Tamas. Says the Gemara, is that true? It was broken on the 17th day of Tamas, Baksiv. But the Pasuk tells us in Yermiyah. Here it is. It was the ninth day of Tammuz that the walls were breached. So was it the 17th? Or like the Pasuk, which says it was the ninth? No question. Because it depends which base HaMikdash. Both Bate Mikdash were destroyed on Tisha B'Av. However, the walls of Yerushalayim by the first base of Mikdash and the second base of Mikdash were breached on different days of the month. And he says, Kambarishayna, by the first base of Mikdash, the walls of Yerushalayim were breached on the ninth day of Tammuz, a one month prior to the destruction of the base of Mikdash. But by the second base of Mikdash, that's when Beshiva Asarbai, that's when um, we say that the walls of Yushlaim were breached on the 17th day of Thomas. Okay. Taraf, Saraf, Apostomais, Esatir. Another terrible thing that happened is Apostomais burnt the Sifre. Taira says the Gemara, Gemara. That's also a Messira tradition that we have that it took place on the 17th day of Nisan. Also, Helem, Tselem, Behechel, Manolan. We said that they put an Avaidah Zara into the Hechel. Says the Gemara, what's the source? From the time that the Tamid stopped and the Shikut was Shaymim, the Shikutseyam, the disgusting things, were then placed into the same place that the Tamid was. The Chad Have says the Gemara, it seems that there was one Avaidazara put in. Is that true? There was many different Avaidazaras. That were placed into the base of Mikdash, and for the Gemara, Marava, Rava says, Trehave, there were two Avaidazaras that were put into the base of Mikdash, Venafal Chad al Chavre, Utvari Leliade. One Avaidazara, they were side by side, one Avaidazara fell on the other and knocked his hand off. The Ishtakach, and they found the Havei Ksiv, it had written on it, top of tomorrow's daf, Ant Tzavis. Lecharuve, uh, you wanted to destroy Besa, the house of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Yodach and therefore I have repaid you by cutting off that hand. Period. End of um, end of that Gemara and the explanation of the five terrible events which the Mishnah listed, which took place on Shiva Asher Batamuz. We're now going to move on. Uh, on the second line of Chav Tesh to discuss the, the five tragic incidents that happened 
on Tisha B'Av. Bezhen, we'll pick up from here at 6.30 p.m. on Matzi Shabbos tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.